0: Lawrence Electronics and the California Department of Boating and Waterways. And now to bring you the best in the outdoors, here's the host of California Sportsman, Seth Hendrickson.
1: Hey, good morning everybody and welcome to California Sportsman. It's Saturday, February 4th already. It's cold outside, but it looks like this little bit of rain's going to come through and give us a great opportunity to sneak out this week. We're going to kick it off in just a minute talking about Clear Lake with Kent Brown, who's not live in the studio. He's a little under the weather today, and we've got our good friend Alan Fong live in the studio this morning. And we didn't want Kent to poison him this morning. Good
2: morning, Alan. That's a good thing. I don't need
1: to be getting sick. No, you don't (laughs) need to be getting sick. None of us need to be getting (laughs) sick. Nope.
2: So it's kind of good that Kent stayed home. I'll take his
1: place. Yeah, you'll do do a good job of filling in for him. Then we're going to take you up to Bodega Bay. We're going to talk with Rick Powers and the new sea angler. Nate Case is live at Comanche. He'll be chasing rainbows out there today. We'll go live on the water with him. Of course, Alan Fong is live in the studio, no doubt about that. And we're going to be talking about a lot of different subjects, water condition, lakes, rivers, maybe even March Turkey, and maybe some PCP, those big, powerful air guns. And we'll have steelhead report from Mr. Mike Ogney. Yeah, there's steelhead. Not many of them, and they're approaching our rivers with the drought that we've had. You can't expect many of them to be out there this year. Virginia, Salvador, and Zach Medinas are fishing the Diamond Classic Sturgeon Derby today. It's a catch-and-release derby, and we'll go live on the water checking in with him. Randy Pringle, the fishing instructor, is out chasing black bass. No, he's not. He's sitting at home today. He'll be live from the garage giving you tips and techniques to make you a better fisherman. And Kevin Brock, he's out on a youth duck hunt this morning. He'll have a steelhead update for you on the great North Coast rivers. And Dave Hurley from Western Outdoor News hooks up with us. But some big, exciting events took place up at Clear Lake this last weekend. And I'm not an expert on bass fishing. Let's go to our good friend, Mr. Kent Brown, the host of Ultimate Bass Radio, and let him tell you the great news about our friends at Clear Lake. Good morning, Kent. i
3: clear lake is back that's all i can tell you man old clear lake is back six foot of water you know since the start you know the of all the storms uh back in clear lake and it looks like old clear lake there's water in the canals there's water in the sloughs there's water up in the two there's water under the docks and last week the new gin bass uh, team tournament championship uh, this was from last year they actually postponed it due to low water uh, and moved it into January of this year. And I'm telling you what, Seth, when the guys hit the water last weekend, uh, they it, it just lit up. There were there were thirty four teams weighed over forty pounds in two days. You sent me uh, that, the winners?
1: You sent me paid yeah. day one counts and I just looked at that and went, Wow. Uh Clear Lake's wow. back and so are the ten pounders, by the way.
3: And how about this, man? I mean there's some big names fishing this this tournament, you know, guys like guys like uh you know christian ostrander uh bob tosh uh you know jp and George, uh, jody and jp uh mark crutcher you know uh, just big names fishing this thing ryan weir filmmaking they're 19 and 20 years old uh ryan caught his personal big fish at 10.78 on the final day good timing and, uh yeah, fifty-eight eighty-five to take home a pair of Ranger boats. So uh, I mean, just it, it was a really a magical tournament up there. Well,
1: just to see the numbers and then to hear about the ten pounders up there. My goodness, Kent! And one of your guests said that he had two big pigs on that morning.
3: Yeah, and there was another ten weighed. carrie uh, Edwards and, and Jeremy Edwards also weighed a ten forty-six in the tournament. So you know, you weigh a ten forty-six, allen and you don't get big fish yeah, money no, how that, about that that's
2: kind of depressing ain't it <laughs> yeah
3: <that'll laughs> but you're at
2: clear right lake there. and clear lake is loaded with big boys you know so you know it's um, a lot of times you come in with an eight pounder and don't even get a check for big fish it's a great impoundment and that's what all this rain's going to do for us is that not only clear lake but every lake and delta and everything else is going to be a heck of a year this year
3: it really is. And, uh, and you know, there were a lot of anglers at home talking about how tough Clear Lake was in practice. They really weren't catching them. And then, and then like, game day. And and I know, guys lie in yeah, practice. Yeah. Not Not that I've ever done that, but <laughs> yeah. uh, guys course. lie in practice. You know, yeah. when you're fishing and for then,
2: two boats, Kent, you don't want to talk a lot.
3: They
1: lie in practice. They lie <laughs> when they're told or asked what they were using. They, they lie about the speed
2: of their retrieve and the color of their lures, folks. Well you gotta think they're fishing for two ranger boats, right? So when you're up there pre fishing, you're on fish, I wouldn't tell anybody. What's a couple hundred thousand dollars here and <laughs> yeah. there? Hey, Come on.
3: I always I always told Sep for years, because you know, those coconuting guys that get on their radios and go, We're catching them over here. I said, You put a hundred grand up for grabs, you won't hear anybody on the radio, <laughs> yeah. Seth."
1: No, you won't. <laughs> nobody be calling anybody over, that's for sure. Nope. Well Well, ke- well
3: yeah. Sep, I have to tell you there's no better time than right now. For California Inland Fisheries, Project Kokanee, to bring that truckload of kokanee up and turn Clear Lake into a great kokanee, kokanee fishery.
1: That would be known as dropping popcorn into the pond right there, buddy. Those fish would be gone in about 30 seconds, probably. Pick your yep.
3: spot, Rodman, Rodman <coughs> Slough, the mouth of Kelsey Creek. Maybe, you know, the Indian Casino right out there. Uh, they can uh, get out there at the mouth of Adobe Creek. Just We've got all the right spots where those kokanee will have a really high survival rate for about... <laughs> 11 minutes
1: yeah i can i can just see the hundred bass boats sitting there waiting for those fish to hit the water before they can they already do yeah <laughs>
3: yeah it'll be like a lake in southern california sep it'd be perfect you know it, uh, it would it would be so good but i know it's never going to happen but i'm a big proponent of it i'm going to keep pushing for it
1: well alan is very glad you decided to stay home i don't know if you heard that earlier when he said that <laughs> i'm kind of glad he's there i said nobody wants to be responsible for alan fong dying
3: <laughs> no, God, no! And you know what? Just you, you know what, Sep. I can't do. I can't do eight. Uh, I can't do eight show days in uh, in a matter of about 11 days and not expect some of it, and, and uh, we'll get through it. It's been great that uh, Nate did an awesome job through my show, and I got to tell you what, man. I'm doing this show in my jammies, drinking coffee in my home office. I'm thinking this might be an every week occasion. I like it.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't get too comfortable with that, my friend. It's nice having a sidekick in here, especially when I go into one of my... Hey, I'll be back from the restroom here in a few minutes. It's nice All having right, you guys. around. We need you here in the studio. Plus... You know, Fong's okay, but he's only half of you.
3: <laughs> no, I yeah. totally get that part. I totally get that. But he's got way more knowledge than I do, so I'm sure you guys will be able to pull off the next two hours without me.
1: Well, we'll probably do that. Are you going to be able to get away and escape and do a little fishing with that new toy of yours? Or are you uh, still Have locked you seen down? The weather
3: report? Have you seen the weather report for next week? It's looking pretty good to me. Yeah, you know, I've, I've got a little problem, Seth. This ranger is stuck to the trailer right now, and I think I'm going to have to take it to the water to soak it off.
1: Yeah, that's probably a good idea. So You don't (laughs) want any of that laminate or anything to come off, so Mm -hmm. get get it wet and get everything nice and soft and then get it off and practice, you know, a couple of places on lawn ramps It'd probably be a good idea to try a couple of lakes.
3: And I still have to work as well, so I think maybe maybe a couple-hour drive where I can still answer uh, cell phone calls would be good. So uh, maybe I'll head up to Highway 20.
1: I know you're not heading to Berryessa, so it's got to be <laughs> Clear
3: Lake, no doubt about that. <laughs> I bet I can film a show with Alan Fong if I take you to Clear Lake.
2: There you go. Let's go.
3: Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> might have to pull that off real soon. All right, you guys have a great show. Right. Alan, thanks for being in there. And uh uh, you guys hold the fort down this week. Ken, thanks right. for
1: hooking up with us and thanks for doing your show at home. We all appreciate
3: it. You will. Nah, perfect. Thanks, guys. All right. Ken
1: Bye. Brown, the host of Ultimate Bass, is like you don't know him. Alan Fong's live in the studio with me for the whole show today, and we're going to Bodega Bay next. Right after this quick break, we're climbing on board the new sea angler with Captain Rick Powers. We'll be right back. prices. Check first with Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon. Find out more at rondupratford.com or call toll free at 877-463-5436. Why would you buy any place else?
0: Duckworth Boats. Hand built by highly trained, skilled boat builders with pride, precision, and craftsmanship. With models from 18 to 40 feet. Designed for both fresh and saltwater activities. Gone Fishing and Marine in Dixon is your heavy gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Featuring the entire line of Duckworth Boats. From outboard Tillers to jets and inboards. The Advantage Navigator Pacific Navigator Pacific Pro and Offshore Series exemplify Duckworth's attention to details. Gone Fish and Marine's trained sales staff will help get the Duckworth boat you need with the right power, performance, and accessories. No other boat compares. Be part of the legacy. Join the family of proud Duckworth owners. Learn more at Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon, gfmarine.com or duckworthboats.com <laughs>
4: And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back. Lots going on here.
1: You know, I contacted Rick Powers a couple days ago. and We were talking about what's going on out there, and there's so much going on. But one of the most exciting things and the opportunities that's coming your way, anglers, is when rock cod and everything opens back up, you're going to be able to go out and fish waters that have never been fished. Let's get one of the most experienced guys when it comes to saltwater fishing off our coast on the air right now to tell you all about this. Let's go live on board the new sea angler with Captain Rick Powers. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Seth. Tell us all about this big thing that's about to happen. Uh, I know you guys are going to be packing your boats once we get out to that 300-foot mark.
5: Yeah, the first time in uh, 20 years, Seth, we're going to be able to get back out and stretch some line out and fish deep water. A lot of my guys are calling and they're excited about it. Um, we haven't seen it in many years. Uh, May the fifteenth, which is still a ways off, uh, we're going to go to three hundred feet or deeper, and that is totally different than uh, what's been going on for the last what eighteen years, I guess.
1: Yeah, but I bet so, you, I bet you've got a couple thousand waypoints already set for that area too, in the from the past years when you were out there many, many times.
5: Got a lot of spots out there, Seth, and I'm sure the fish are waiting for us. You know, they haven't seen hooks in many years, and when they've been untouched for that long, it's off Katie bar the door. It's just off the hook fishing, and we're excited about that. There hasn't been a lot going on around our place lately, but uh, I'm still getting calls about crabbing, so I think we'll throw some crab pots in this week, and uh, we haven't been able to use the pots up until it's been a couple weeks back. They opened it back up, so... Uh, instead of using rings, which are kind of labor-intensive, but they work well, we'll throw some crab gear in, and we may even mess around and go Petrolli fishing. You know, I don't know. We've we got a little bit of time before we start fishing deep water, and uh, there's always something to do, that's for sure.
1: Hey, everybody talks about Petrolli. Oh, they're small. Yeah, well, they're tasty as hell, too. So, folks, uh, don't overlook those things, especially when you can go out and get some crab, and petroleum a soul is what we always called it in restaurants. <laughs>
5: Exactly, exactly. There's plenty of sand dab, so who knows what we'll do. But that that, that deep water thing is that, that that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be special and it's gonna be kind of a weather permitting type deal. Um, how far are you gonna end end have to thing? go out?
1: How far do you have to go out to get to three hundred feet? With our sloping coast along the bay and along the north coast where you are, that's quite a ways, isn't
4: it? It
5: is. It is. That's the only difference. Instead of uh, the short runs that we're normally making in shallow you know, near a coastal area, is we'll be fishing uh, probably two hours offshore. So it's not going to be a short run, but it's going to be a very productive run, I'm
1: sure. Rick, when when you go out to a place like that that's been untapped for so long, likely you're going to have fish that are just going to strike out at anything that comes along because they haven't been hooked for, you know, decades, apparently. But are they going to be a larger fish, more relaxed, and with a better growth pattern, too?
5: Yeah, they, for sure for sure. You know, for years and years, we fish Cordell banks, which is the most prominent reef outside of Bodega Bay. And it is absolutely loaded with big mature fish. There's been no gill net pressure out there. There's been no dragging, uh, very, very, very little trawl pressure. So no nets. Um, it's just been untouched for years. And, uh, We'll be fishing around the edges of that, uh, of that high spot, and we'll be fishing down below there, and I think it's just going to be off the hook. I mean, big fish, lots of them, and they're going to be as aggressive as they get, I'm sure.
1: Well, Rick, traveling that far out, deep water situations, are you likely to come across some of the exotics that have been coming up from down south, the tuna and everything else out there too?
5: Well, we had them this year, and I'm being told by different people that these things are here to stay, so (laughs) if that happens again, we're going to be on them. There's no doubt about it. It was exciting this year. A lot of guys got out there and caught big fish, uh, ourselves included. We actually didn't really target them with customers, but we did catch a rather large bluefin uh, trolling around uh, on a pelagic bird trip, so They're there, and I've been told that uh, there's kind of a northern push, so it's uh, not going to be unusual if we see these fish in years to come.
1: Well, I'm certain that uh, if they continue popping their little heads up out there, you're going to be targeting them and uh, going out intentionally looking for those dogs along the way. It's a great opportunity, folks, especially when this deep water opens up, the 300 feet or better. You need to be out there. You need to experience this because this is going to be like (laughs) – I'm not going to say prehistoric days, but it's going to be as good as any angler has ever seen out there, aren't they?
5: Absolutely, Seth. And prehistoric's a good word. Yeah, honestly, it'll be like going to Jurassic Park. They're going to be big fish. There's going to be plenty of them. If the weather's good, we're going to do it every day we have customers, that's for sure.
1: Well, one of the nice things about having the new sea angler is it doesn't really matter how good the weather is. You've got one of the biggest fishing platforms out there. Tell our listeners a little bit about the boat.
5: The boat is 65 by 20 feet. Uh, It takes the weather really well. And in recent years, because of what happened with the pandemic, uh, all of our vessels up and down the coast now are running with smaller amounts of people. So the boat's licensed for 48, but we're only carrying about half that. So it's a big, comfortable boat that uh, people love. It's uh, got plenty of room. There's no doubt about that.
1: Well, Rick, anticipation is uh, pretty heavy right now for some big meetings coming up with the Golden State Salmon Association, Pacific Fisheries Management Council, Department of Fish and Wildlife, all about salmon situations. What are you hearing? What are you uh, starting to hear trickle down the down the uh, information pipe?
5: Okay, so we've got uh, every February we have an informational meeting, and we have it here in Santa Rosa. It's been local for us. So we always attend that, and that is the first of a series of meetings that take place this time of the year when it comes to uh, salmon management. And the Salmon Advisory Board, along with the public, will meet in Santa Rosa at the uh, Regional Water, uh, Water District office, and we'll start this process. And basically, they go over all the numbers, they talk about returns, each river, and, and what we can look forward to. As far as opportunity comes, fishing salmon this year, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, I understand that uh, there's a lower count than normal up the river. not quite as many fish came up this year, so we'll have to see what they uh, what they've come up with and uh, uh, it's well attended. It's a great meeting to go to. If you're unclear when it comes to how the whole process goes, it's a great way to start and that'll that'll happen actually March the first in Santa Rosa. After that, uh, Pacific, Pacific Fishery Management Council meets, and uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens. I've I've heard that we could be curtailed this year, but uh, every year is different. You know, we got to see the numbers and see what we got.
1: Well, let's hope they're uh, decent numbers and that our seasons aren't shortened or whatever. But uh, as few fish came back in, there probably will be some shortened someplace along the line.
5: Well, I'll tell you, we've had some uh, we've had some good fishing. And uh, I'm hopeful that we'll still have uh, recreational opportunity and uh, we'll just have to see how how
1: the chips fall. Rick Powers with the new sea angler out of Bodega Bay. Rick, give them all the hookup information they need so they can find out more, book a trip, and make sure they're on one of those after May 15th trips on the deep water.
5: Yeah, thanks, Seth. If somebody wants to get uh, get a hold of us here out of Bodega, you can reach us at 707-875-3495. I think we will throw some crab gear back out, and uh, maybe we'll even uh, mess around with the trolley, So we'll see if we can catch some of those. Appreciate Rick, it, Seth.
1: Rick, thank you very much. We appreciate not only your knowledge but sharing it with all our listeners. Take care, my friend. You and Alan have a great day. We will. You can, Hi, go Rick.
2: Up. Hey, one question I'll I want to ask you: I just Are dumped, you going to be using? A... Him. He's,
1: did. He's gone. What were you going <laughs> to ask him? I can give you a. a I was,
2: was going to ask you. him if fishing three hundred or deeper—that's a lot of cranking.
1: Electric reels, electric, baby. We
2: had a lot of interest at the show for electric reels. So. Yeah, it's all those tuna guys that don't want to fight them. <laughs>
1: nope. So, yeah, I was just going to ask them. You know, I I really think you're going to see a lot of that. Um, so many guys don't understand how far 300 feet no, really is down it's there. It's rough cranking that. You oh, know. you get you get tired. You get burned out. You plus, think- if
2: you put some big fish on the end of your hook and you start bringing them up and you bring a couple of them up, you're going to be tired. Yeah, you think? <laughs> It's a long process. You may have a rider come along, something bigger come along and
1: take yeah, it, too, It should there. be awesome fishing. Yeah, it will be. There's no doubt about that. Well, speaking of awesome fishing, this guy has had some great action out at Comanche. I think his words were epic. Let's hook up with the man himself. Let's go to Nate Kels with Big Nate's Guide Service. He's been fishing Comanche lately. Let's see what he's up to today. I know he's not pig hunting. Good morning, Nate. How you doing?
4: <laughs> hey, good morning, Seth. I'm doing good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, are you... Uh,
1: Sitting at home today because the pig hunt got canceled and you're all moping around the house?
4: Shoot, man. I'm, I'm up getting the wife coffee and uh, picking up donuts for the girls. So. That's just
1: a little different than being out on a wild <laughs> pig hunt. It's not near it is, as it is, exciting.
4: It, it, it was not my game plan, but, hey, you know, the, these things happen.
1: Well, I can tell you right now that a dozen donuts is a whole lot better tasting than some big old boar pig that you shoot out there for 300 pounds. Nate and I were talking last night, or di- night before last, And I said, man, make sure you shoot a small one. Those are the tasty little devils out there. And I got to tell you real quick, Nate, before we get on to Comanche. I drove up with a guide one day, and uh, we're driving the property, just looking around, see what's out there. And we look through the bushes, and here's about a 400-pound boar just snorting, all just racked up, just full-pumped-up chest, everything. And he's sitting out there just staring at us as we're driving by. The guy goes, oh, there you go. There's your trophy. Drop that thing. (laughs) I wouldn't drop that if it was the last thing to eat around here. You don't want to shoot big boars, folks. They taste like they look. Or worse, the best thing to shoot is a small pig. 60, 90, no bigger than 120 pounds, male or female, but the females taste better. But you don't want to shoot a bunch of pregnant females, so avoid that situation. Tasty, tasty meat in wild pigs. Comes off of small wild
2: pigs. And I got a guy yeah, sitting next to me that you know agrees. I, I've shot a lot of pigs, and my biggest is 360. And I turned it into sausage, and it was actually really good.
1: My biggest, I told you earlier today, a 343 pound sow was dry, never had babies or anything. Yep. The Best goodies. eating pig we've ever had in our life. Bill Carr and I had it. We shared all the bacon. The bacon was like three inches wide. That, yep.
2: You that, get one around 75 to 80 pounds, and the back straps are unbelievable. You can eat that whole thing in one meal. <laughs> yeah. I bet Nate Kells could, that's for sure. And, and the weather today should have been really good pig hunt. Well, he got it canceled.
4: Hey, the, guide, the guide actually canceled on us. We are going out of uh, 360 Ranch and oh. Arbuckle. I'd never done it before, and... They, uh, they called us two days ago and said, let's reschedule, and, you know, huh. so, hey, you know, I guess I guess when your guide calls you, whether it's hunting or fishing, and says, let's reschedule, you just reschedule.
1: Well, you know the way it works. I'm sure you've done exactly that. Well, tell us about Comanche and this great action you've been experiencing out Man, there. We've
4: been, we, we've, we've been laying it to them. Um, it's, it's been, limits have been the rule uh, for the past couple of weeks. Uh, we're going out. We're, we're getting, you know, 20, 25 solid bites each day. Um you know, most of those are fish are getting hooked up. Unfortunately, you know, when when we're trolling as slow as we are right now, due to the water temperature, um, you know, sometimes those hooks just don't get buried. So sometimes we have to we have to put in uh, a lot of, a lot of effort to try and get these fish hooked and you know get them to the boat for people. But it's uh, it's it's been a blast. It's a really good bite.
1: Nate, there's uh, two launch ramps, two setups there, North Shore as well as South Shore. Where are you going out of?
4: We're, we launch out of North Shore every morning. It's uh, it's about 10 minutes closer for me, and I'll t- I'll take a little closer drive any day of the week. Is that Hamburger Shack still there? i there, but I've never seen it open. Man,
1: they used to make the best hamburgers <laughs> out there. Those were monster burgers. I wish to goodness it was open. Now, let well, me know if it ever opens up. I'm going to come out there. Be. I'll come out there and check it all out. Nate Technique, I know you're pulling a lot of Rappolas and stuff like that. What seems to be the best speed? What seems to be the best color? What seems to be the best size of lure to be pulling out there?
4: Well, it's it's varying each day, um, just depending on the amount of boats out there. You know, you've got a lot of bass tournaments. You've got a lot of guys pre-fishing for bass tournaments. Um, you know, the more boats you get on the lake, uh, the deeper the fish are dropping and the slower you have to go. Um, I And, you know, I troll, trolling slow kills me. I love to power troll, but, you know, that's that's the way to get these fish to uh, to latch on right now. Um, we're going between 0.8 miles an hour up to about 2.3, 2.5 on some days. Um, it just it just varies, and we're running we're running grubs, we're running Rapala's, uh, we're running Speedy Shiners some days. Um, trolling flies these trout flies have been crushing them. Um, you know it it's kind of pick your poison. I mean you could probably go out there and put any of those four on. And uh, and you know and probably get into some fish, but once you find something that works, we kind of just swap out all the rods and uh, slow our speeds down or, sp- or you know or speed up and uh, just try and try and get into them as fast as we can.
1: Well, Nate, the uh, ideally it's uh, you're looking at your locator and you're seeing fish all over the screen, but this time of year you've got a lot of fish up high. Where are they holding right now? It's quite likely you could be trolling over fish and not even seeing them as you spread them out to the sides.
4: That that's exactly right. Which which is really key for the side planters. Uh, the side planters have been have been smoking fish, um, probably probably three to one, um, really? with the side planters. That yeah. means
1: those fish are up there high. You're pushing them out to the sides, right where your
4: offering is. They are. You know, when even when they're down deeper, we just add more weight. Um, the key is to having a nice big solid side planter that can handle up to you know three ounces of weight, so you can actually get it down if the fish do drop. Um, the deepest fish that we're catching right now are probably about twenty five feet, though. So, um, if, if you're dropping a deeper than twenty five feet, you're you're probably uh, looking for those green bass. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, trash fish. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, know, about you know that. <laughs> I, lo- I, I, I love catching me some bass too, but you know we've we've been marking some schools of crappie lately too. Um, I haven't I haven't started targeting them yet, just because uh, I haven't had the interest um well, but get the, i mean get i've, I've the seen interest. some real nice schools of, of crappie there's some big crappie in comanche
1: hey i want to get you over barry s and do a little crappie fishing with you I, that's one of my favorite things to do i don't like to keep them maybe one maybe two just to have a couple little fillets but no uh, more no more cleaning 50 uh, in a white bucket anymore those <laughs> days are long gone
4: oh well. The crappie is freaking delicious. I Any any crappie that you want to throw back, I'm going to take myself.
1: Yeah, well, it's a good fish <laughs> to take, actually. If you start taking them out, they start getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So it works to our benefit to keep a few of them along the way. And, yes, they are a very tasty fish. I like my fish fried, and those things can't be beat when they're nice and crisp, man.
4: Well, that's, that's no lie.
1: I did a TV show at Berryessa many, many years ago with Ron Popeil, the guy that invented that vacuum sealer and the... Uh, the little fishing rod that was about 18 inches long and stuff, and we had a blast out there eating crappie every way you could cook it, and then we bagged it all up and had a good time with, with old Claude Davis up at Lake Berryessa. I have one of those
4: rods in my truck still. Do you? Your I, think it's called, I think it's called the fishing buddy or something like that. That's
1: right. It's uh, That's one of those things everybody put behind their seat in case they saw a fish in the water along <laughs> the side of the creek. Alan Fong's got 34 rods like that in the back of his truck. Oh, yeah.
2: But there's well, the you, crappie fish everywhere. The crappie fishing, Berryessa, Comanche, they're big. This I did a video at Berryessa a few months ago, and I was catching them two to two and a half pounds.
1: Yeah, there's some big ones. And Clear Lake's turning on right now, too. Clear Lake's got a
2: lot of big ones. Comanche's got a lot of big ones. And it doesn't get a lot of pressure,
1: either. Yeah, the Seychelles have been out there lately, and uh, they've been spanking oh, yeah. some of those <laughs> big suckers. They're a wonderful fish to catch, and it seems like it's nonstop if you get into them big time. Well, Nate, give them all the information they need for Big Nate's Guide Service and drop those donuts right here at the studio,
4: okay? <laughs> Good deal. Guys, you can uh, you can check me out over so all over uh, social media at Big Nate's Guide Service. Um, you can give me a call at 916-860-9180. Uh, we'll probably be on the Comanche bite for another month, month and a half, um, everything's kind of just depending on Berryessa. Um, we we love we love Berriessa for uh, for the kokanee, the kings, the trout, the crappie, uh, the bass. But uh, you know, right now this bite is as good as it as it gets at Comanche. So we'll uh, we'll be hitting Comanche. We'll be mixing in Pardee, some Amador. Um, we've we've got a lot of interest for Amador. I'm just waiting for the water to clear. And uh, but right now's the time. I mean, it, it's it's go time, guys. Shoot me a ring, and we'll uh, we'll get you out there and have some fun.
1: Big Nate's Guide Service nine one six eight six zero ninety one eighty.
6: Make sure you book a trip now. Thanks, Nate. Northern California's newest tackle shop, Bodega Tackle, is located in Penaluma, right on the way to Bodega Bay. Bodega Tackle, a one-stop shop, features high-quality live and frozen tray baits, plus a full selection of tackle for bay and ocean fishing, as well as tackle for freshwater species. Owner Ken Brown and his experienced staff are on hand and ready to help anglers get rigged up. Need fresh line? Bring in reels for a new line at the Berkeley Line Winding Station. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at bodegatackle.com. Bodega Tackle, open seven days a week. Stop by, and you'll catch more fish.
7: allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lorance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance.
8: Lorance has it all.
7: Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lorance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. best of awards, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has become one of Northern California's highest volume RV dealers. And now, here's Sep with another great reason to be outdoors and RVing.
1: Today, I'd like to share with you five things that make RVing easier that you might not thought about taking along in your RV. A lot of RVers have done this in the past, Marilyn and I both take most of these things along with us, things that you might never think you would have used in an RV. Well, let's get started. I've got five of them for you, and the first one is an electric tea kettle. They boil water fast, it doesn't cost you anything with propane, you don't have to fire up the water heater on board your RV, it's faster and less expensive than firing up propane and heating up your water heater, especially when you're cooking meals. But if you just wanna make soup or if you wanna make, you know, cereal, hot cereal in the morning, what a great way to do it. Simply turn on the electric tea kettle and you got instant hot water in about less than a minute, that's for sure. They're portable and they're small. You know, another thing that you should look for, item number two, is portable and small too. Auxiliary seating for your RV or outside when you're sitting around in chairs on your patio area or wherever you're camping. You know, a small ice chest is absolutely perfect. You can sit on that both inside at the table or outside, and it has a double function. It's full of cold drinks or something that you brought along that needed to be kept cold, and they work well. But a nice portable stool or a small folding chair or something that can go down Kill two birds with one stone, man. Keep the drinks in the ice chest and sit on it, too, whether you're in the RV or in your campsite. Great way to go about taking care of business. Number three, here's one for you. Walkie-talkie radios. Well, with the advent of cell phones, we don't need them anymore. Wrong. When you arrive in an RV park that has no cell phone coverage and you need assistance when you're backing in, it's a real good idea to put one of those little walkie-talkies in your spouse's hand and have them tell you you're about to take a branch off of that pine tree or some other obstruction is in the way. Or maybe you should stop, move over, or get out and take a look to see what you're doing. Walkie-talkies do a lot of things for you. It's, you can use that family channel stuff that they have. You keep track of the kids when you're without a phone or the kids don't have a cell phone. It also helps when backing into those tight spaces, gas stations, and places like that. It helps you communicate, makes you safer in the long run, and you can keep track of the kids, too. Item number four, here's one a lot of you probably already think of. You know, they've got the slow cookers and everything. Well, get an instant pot. They will cook anything from potatoes, eggs, rice, sauteed chili, soups. It becomes a slow cooker for you, just using electricity. You're not burning propane. You're not using up or heating up your vehicle with all of this going on. And you can move it outside. And get this. You can also use one of the things that we do all the time, an electric fry pan. You ever cook bacon inside an RV? Well, you'll take it with you for the next year or so or the smell with you. Uh, nothing like a little plug-in fry pan that you can set outside, because most of the RVs now have plugs on the outside, too. And you can cook some of that spattery, messy stuff or stinkier stuff outside and not mess up your tight little kitchen that you have there, keeping it nice and clean. It's a great thing to do, and I highly recommend. They'll cook anything. Get one. And number five, Water filtration. If you've RVed as much as Marilyn and I have, you've gone to RV parks where you look at the water and say, I'm not drinking that. Or you smell the water and say, why does it smell like sulfur? And many, many other odors or appearances can be found from RV parks across the United States. Well... You can install a reverse osmosis system, they're relatively inexpensive, and it gives you absolutely pure drinking water. Or you can install, very simple and very safe to install, is one of those inline water filters that you connect to your hose right from the hose bib, and it purifies the water before it gets into your RV. Believe me, there are varying water qualities and sources at RV parks across the United States. If you've got a water filtration or purification system, you're a lot safer than the others, and it's a very simple fix. Good luck to you when you head out there. If you think about this kind of stuff, you might have a more enjoyable trip. We'll see you on the
7: road further. Manteca Trailer and Motorhome, catering to sportsmen around the West.
9: We're not the biggest, we're the nicest. The Bob Davis people at Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Manteca!
10: Fishing it's fine, but hooking is the
11: only way. Show you how to catch some fish
1: today. Well, y'all know what that means. The man himself, the rod father, Mr. Alan Fong with Alan Fong Outdoors, live in the studio today. Good morning,
2: Alan. Yeah, you got me up real early again.
1: Yeah, well, you know, Kent Brown's down for the count, so I got to call in number two here. <laughs> glad to be here. Well, I'm glad you are, because we got a lot to talk about. Alan, the weather conditions, they said there might be a little rain today come blowing through in uh, we were looking for a little bit of rain, maybe Wednesday, Thursday. That might be petering out. It looks like the weather patterns are starting to adjust. What's the water doing for us out you there? You know, it's
2: uh, this rain is nothing but good. I think, the, you know, that first initial downpour we got muddied up the water and everything, but this little rain now we're having, it's not going to affect it. The water's clearing up real good. Um, I was down at the delta the other day. Well, I go every week to look, and the Probably a couple of weeks ago, I could see an inch and I could probably see three or four inches. And I talked to guys, and some guys are saying they are seeing down over a foot. So it's definitely clearing up. But the only thing I think is wrong is that it's still in the 30s at night. And the water temperatures are still like 49, 50. And that's degrees. really cold water coming in at the North
1: State coming down um, the system, I,
2: too. Yes, it's north. The cold is going clean across the United States and it's just we got to have where the nights get in at 45 and then, you know, in the daytime, that 68 to 72, and then all heck's going to break loose. Yeah. Look at Clear Lake, what happened to that lake. I mean, it's just phenomenal. And everything this year, we needed a flush because we've been having um, our droughts for years, and we needed this big flush. And the fishing is just going to go crazy this year. It's going to be nuts. You watch. It's going to be good all the way down the
1: line. You're going to see bait fish showing up in oh, huge yeah. numbers this year because of all the water and the places that they can hide and avoid fish. Oh, too.
2: yeah. And we needed a good flushing. So the Dell is going to get definitely flushed out. You know, A lot of places I anticipate catching a lot of big strippers this year. I think the timing is going to be perfect. So, you know, maybe two or three weeks, I'm going to start chasing them big boys. Well, you've been out there sampling every now and then and checking things I out. I go look. Right? You have yeah. to go look. Yeah, but he,
1: he doesn't take his pocket fisherman when he goes <laughs> no, looking, No, and though. I can't
2: trust my friends. You know, they might not tell me. Oh, they really? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know how that goes. No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> we tell everybody everything. <laughs> yeah,
1: we yes, do. Yes, I'm well aware that a lot of people don't like to share information, but that's why... It's nice having you here. You share at least a third yeah, of your information I, with them. You her. know, I
2: go out and I look myself, you know, just to make it clear you, to myself.
1: The, the key is you know what to look for. So many other people walk up to the side of a river or to a lake and they go, oh, there's one jumping out there. That cast goes all the way out there when he's got fish probably swimming back and forth in front of him, and 10 right feet right away feet. from him.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I, I did the seminar at the ISC show and I actually, when I got on the tank, Actually, I had more people at your theater than I had at the tank. Of course. It's, you know, (laughs) California sportsman versus ultimate bass. (laughs) Well, Kent wouldn't agree to that. I know. So, but anyway, but there was good crowds. And, you know, I demoed lures and showed people, you know, actually how I do it. Well, I was was there one day. I introduced
1: you, and uh, I walked out, and I took a look at the pile of lures that you brought out there. These looked like uh, they were made out of two-by-fours. They are rather large, Mr. Fong.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you know, to catch big fish, you got to use big baits. And big hooks, apparently. I saw you trying to untangle a couple of those. Big hooks, sharp hooks, and have the right equipment. Rods, line, reel, your gear ratio, everything matters. And, you know, I explained everything. And actually, this coming, two Mondays coming up, uh, we videoed all the um, seminars I did at the ISC show, and we're going to show them on my YouTube channel. So on Monday, this Monday, and the following Monday, you're going to see two segments of, you know, lures in the water and what I talked about. Because a lot of times, you know, when I talk, you, sometimes they tell me, I couldn't hear you, I couldn't hear you. Well, watch watch YouTube and you'll see it and
1: you'll hear me. Yeah, it'll be nice to see those, no question about it. Alan, uh, you did a short the other day. You're doing those little TikTok things that you're putting out now along with yeah. it, 15, 20, 30, 40 seconds. Well, they well, have to
2: be under a minute. Yeah, so. But
1: you did one to wake up a whole lot of people that use snap swivels on their big lures. you got to oh, yeah. share that. Share it with our listeners right now because you guys be fools that are using snap swivels if you want to catch the biggest fish See, of your life. You,
2: you you put one of these big lures on and you put a snap swivel on and you keep casting, it actually weakens them, loosens them.
1: $95 lure on the other end. Yeah,
2: that's a low dollar one. But anyway, <laughs> you, you can catch all the 10, 15 pounders and not have any trouble. Sooner you hook that thirty-five, forty pounder, he gonna come off. He's Even gonna, if
1: it's an interlock snap swivel, it's not gonna. Make I've any had
2: yeah, all kinds. I do not use them. So when I want that um, action on a lure, by so when I tie direct on a glide bait, my lure has a tight swimming motion, almost like the bass you see in a tank. And then there's sometimes when they want it faster and more wild. Then I put a split ring on it. And then I tie the split ring. But I always tie direct because I do not want any failure. Because when you hook them big boys, they tug.
1: Well, even some split rings can get straightened out. I've had a trout straighten oh, yeah. out split rings They'll before. They'll
2: straighten them out, but you got to use good
1: ones. Heavy ones. Owners. You look, <laughs> look for the big, strong suckers out yeah. there. Don't look for some inexpensive, cheap one in no, a package you've never seen it before. It makes
2: a difference. But watch this videos because I explained everything to the T. Because I know when I'm at the show, you some guys go, I couldn't hear you. I couldn't hear you. Well, we decided we're going to...
1: There's more hearing aids in your audience than anywhere else in <laughs> yeah, that show.
2: Yeah, there. I have a lot of old-time followers because I'm
1: old. Yeah, we all are. <laughs> Fortunately, there'll be some young ones coming along the way here to fill in for us in the years to come. But I'll tell you what, Alan, the information you share with guys is absolutely spectacular. With the water clearing up and everything out there, I know you've uh, already found some little pockets of water, and we know that the uh, port is already is a great pocket of water that yeah. isn't too impacted out there, and it gets nice clear water all the time. Are the birds active? Is it happening
2: um, there? Yes, it's um, actually the last couple of weeks I've been catching a lot of fish there on a rigs. I see guys trolling, um, they come in the shop. They go, "Was that you out there?" And I said, "Yeah." And they also caught a lot of them. They're trolling, so there's a lot of fish in there, and I'm grafting a lot of them. I see them on the live just. Yeah, you know, swimming around, just in
1: cast the, to him. In the old days, in the old days, Jack Fendleton and I used to go out there and we would race from one bunch of birds to the next. Yeah. You know, in the five mile an hour zone. Oh yeah. We'd just be <laughs> get over there, they're on top, they're up high. And as soon oh, yeah. as you get there, you cast into it and chances this, are you're gonna pick it up.
2: Oh yeah. There's uh there's at times, um blade runner Rick, he's out there all the time and I'll ask him, Hey, how'd you do? and he just Text me a picture of his graph, and I go, never mind. Yeah, that's all I needed to see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so important to use your electronics. Like, you know, we were talking about shorts, and I did that one on electronics. Yes. And I said, if your electronics look like this, then. And, and well, he's holding up a
1: 12-inch locator, a Lawrence yeah. locator, and it's like white screen city. Blank.
2: Yeah. And you just have to trust them because they don't lie. They don't know how to lie. Why
1: are you fishing on a blank screen? <laughs> yeah. What the hell? But I
2: had you I here? had comments and a guy commented me and he said, You know what, my screen looks like that all the time. I said, You know what your problem is you probably especially if you're in the river because there's a lot of clutter, you'll have the tendency to turn that sensitivity down to the picture gets clearer. Yeah. And what happens is you won't pick up any information. You won't see anything. So you got a beautiful picture. So you have to learn to adjust. I do a lot of videos on my YouTube channel, how to adjust them. So you have to learn and do it and see a little red dot or slash or arc go across your screen, red or yellow. it's a fish, you know, so you and you have to turn your sensitivity up. Make sure you see good uh, double signal is the best way to know that your units are working. So if you're. You see a you're in ten feet and you see another bottom drawing below it at twenty. You know your unit is functioning properly.
1: Yeah, you're sending out a real strong signal signal down there.
2: You have to have that signal. So a lot of guys back it down because it's clear and they think you know they're gonna see it, but they don't see anything. So learn how to work your electronics. Well, one of the biggest
1: problems that I think people have is starting out. They get their they get their locator, they get their boat, they slam it on the boat, they mount the transducer, they go out. And they didn't even bother to level the transducer to the boat. It is so important to have that thing at exactly the right angle so you see the picture that it is designed to give you on the screen.
2: One of the biggest faults is guys that install them, put that transducer on. They go, how do I know if it's on right? Well, if you're grafting and you see uh, like an arc starting to come, but it's just a dash or half half arc. You need to tilt your transducer up in the back of it. Tilt it up because when you put your boat in the water, it's not level no more. It's sunk down, especially when you put it in gear. The bottom, your back of your boat tips down, so you got especially lift it if the your fat up. butt is standing in the back, loading up and <laughs> yeah, down. Exactly. So the, you just keep lifting it up about an eighth of an inch at a time till you get the perfect arc, and yeah. then you're done. There's other ways of doing that, too. That's the best one as far as I'm concerned
1: because you get a good idea. Did of course, you? you're out hanging over the back of your motor a lot of the time, too. Yeah, you but nice. one of the ways you can also do it is to get your trailer, get level on your trailer, make sure your transducer is level to the trailer, and then double-check on the water is your boat level is your transducer level yeah. at the same time. And that will give you the good, clear picture. It's just unfortunate. A lot of people think that... Just turn it on. It's going to work just fine. It doesn't nope. work like that. You need to sure adjust the specifics. There's so much crap down coming down the rivers right now, leaves yeah. and everything else. It must look like there's a million bait fish. Yep,
2: You're going to see a lot of clutter for sure. Yeah.
1: Well, you can tune that out. It's really easy, especially with the new state-of-the-art stuff going on. A lot of interest yep. in the new stuff at the show, or are they still buying the um, old stuff because of the great prices?
2: Uh, the price point was excellent on the older stuff, but you know the new stuff's not even available yet. So, you know, it'll be out here shortly. We're just starting to get the new units in now, trickling in a little at a time. So, all the new stuff will be here real quick.
1: Now, let's talk about Alan Fong Outdoors for a minute. You're up to over 7,000, just about at 7,000 subscribers now. But you have a huge number of people that just watch the videos that aren't
2: subscribers yeah, yet. Are, my numbers are goofy because YouTube reports to me. And, you know, they're saying you got around 7,000 subscribers, but you have over... 500,000 views, meaning that the, in order for a view to count, the people have to watch 30% of my video, but they're not subscribing. They're watching the video, and it would definitely help me out a lot if you subscribed. Hey, let's cut the-, the crap.
1: He makes more money if you subscribe. <laughs> That's, That's the way it works, <laughs> and he wants to continue doing these things for you. So, well, I enjoy doing them. Well, so. and and it's a great source of information. I watch them every week. It's we usually carry over and talk about some of that right here in the studio that we were that I saw his uh, segments on. They're excellent segments. I the one you did on the uh, a rig getting yeah. it pulled down, the
2: one on the screen. If your screen I'm looks like this, you. <laughs> if your screen looks like this, you ain't catching fish. Nope, I'm actually showing you exactly how to do it. You know and. Um, Denise is pushing me, and she always says, "Hey, you need to do this. You need to be more precise, precise, because I I take it for granted that you should already know." And she's going, "No, no, no, no. You need to." back
1: up we're talking to people that are
2: entry level
1: and people <laughs> yeah. with more experience than us every yeah. week here and it's the same thing on youtube sure do. a lot of those guys know everything you're talking about a lot of guys don't, don't know, know anything you're I talking know. about that's what i'm finding and that's so. what we want to do is to educate as many people as possible so they can yeah. have the same enjoyment that all of us have shared yeah growing up in this great sport well alan fong outdoors is a youtube channel you can get to it you can subscribe to it just click on it and subscribe. We're talking about having a couple of contests and stuff here. We're gonna work with this yeah, producer. We're talking about it. We're gonna work with this producer and see what we can do. But what you can do right now is get on over to your computer and get to Alan Fong Outdoors on YouTube and click subscribe. Doesn't cost you a dime. Nope. It helps Free. him helps him out a lot and you'll be a better angler as a result of it.
2: Yep. Hopefully. Where are you going fishing next? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I might sneak up to comanche i'm not sure i think i might too with that kind of action
1: going on especially (laughs) with crappie at the same time yeah i'll be looking well we got next week or in the next couple of weeks we'll talk about march turkey and pcp air guns and all that good stuff but we we rambled a bit long today and that's just the way it is
2: yeah that's all right i'll You know, I'll be on the air, so I'll be talking about it.
1: All right, I appreciate it, Alan. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we come back, we're hooking up with Mike Ogney. We'll find about steelhead populations and maybe a little bit about the salmon me coming up right
0: after this. Join Gate Crasher Fishing and Captain Zach Medinas for an epic fishing adventure on California's Delta, San Francisco Bay, or out the gate. For professionalism and great service, join Gate Crasher Fishing for an impressive trip that will keep you returning season after season, no matter what species you pursue. Captain Zack believes in the tradition of harvesting sustainable fish, such as king salmon, rock cod, halibut, and striped bass, seasonally, and also fishes white sturgeon. Great for corporate team building, family recreation, or friends just having fun. Book now for the trip of your lifetime. Call Gate Crasher Fishing, 925-497-7171. And learn more at gatecrasherfishing.com. Come on out and experience our difference.
6: Hook up! Since 1952, Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full-size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on-the-water need. Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team?
7: Forex is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology. They're easy-to-use and and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at com. Lorance is the perfect locator for
13: you. Now. now, here's USAFishing.com's Mike Ogney with our Saltwater Bay and Coastal Report.
1: Good morning, Mr. Ogney. Hey, good morning, Seth. How are you? I'm wondering if there's any steelhead left in California. Well, you know, it's um, we've been
5: in drought mode here. You know, with the exception of two years, since 2013 it's been a lot of dry years that makes it tough on the wild stock so there's been some really good runs if you look over towards uh like via, via trinity this past week i've seen some really good reports coming off of the trinity but we do have a hatchery over on that system and it has a really viable um half pounder uh run that's been there forever um they start to show in august they move all the way up the river and they move all the way back down and you know that makes. Uh, the Klamath, one of those uh, low-water type of rivers that can be really uh, pr- productive. And, you know, streams like our, our, our coastal jewels, um, When I even hate to talk about, the Guadalupe, which I really love. We had a half-inch of rain here the other day on the Sonoma Coast. It's probably in, in decent shape, but it's low because we haven't had any big storms in about three weeks. So nice to, it would be nice to see a... A real good uh, storm system like we're going to see here the next couple of days. Push on through, add a little color, bring the flows up a little bit. And as the river drops back towards, you know, when it has about at least 12 to 15 inches of visibility, that's a great time to get back out
1: Well, we've got a little bit of rain trickling in for the next couple of weeks, but it's kind of iffy situation. so I think the weather patterns are probably lining up for a lot of guys to get out and get into some action. But you're right, the drought has impacted the amount of uh, returning steelhead every year, and uh, what we've got our fingers crossed is that we see decent numbers come in and a good natural spawn that takes place out there. One of the most important things going on, though, Mike, is this big meeting that's all planned here regarding the salmon. What are you hearing? What are you finding out lately?
5: Yeah, what I've heard in the past week, uh, the the final counts are in for returns um, for the for the Sacramento stream. So that's the American the the, the feather does not include the uh, the McQuality, uh, but inc- includes the upper sack and uh, the escapement goal. The bottom end of the escapement goal was one hundred fifty thousand fish, and only sixty two thousand came back. That is not not good news. That is not what we want to hear. We had really good fishing out on the uh, coast. I wouldn't call it excellent, but I would call it solid. And um, I think a lot of those ocean fish were probably fish from out of the area. Uh, there's a good possibility that they're coming down uh, from the uh, from Oregon and Washington. And the, and the coded wire tags would uh, tell us that information. It's really too bad that we don't get that information in a more real time basis. Sometimes it takes three, four, or five years. For us to get that information back, and then that's just too delayed to really react to anything. But there's been more and more studies towards just uh, DNA and a quick analysis, where uh, the scientists can figure out where these where these fish are uh, coming from. But uh, I'm. Uh, I'm really concerned about the upcoming season. Except to be perfectly honest, well, this, this is shades out
3: here in California.
1: This is shades of uh, the situation we were in back in 2007. You know, we were in a severe drought situation. We had bad returns coming, and bingo. In
5: 2007, we also um, the fishing absolutely um, sucked. I mean, for lack of a better word. On the coast, it was, it was terrible. We actually had pretty good fishing last year. So part of this equation, too, has been this, this thiamine issue. And it's too complicated to go in here today. Maybe we can talk about it a little bit in the next couple of, of, of weeks. But basically, the thiamine issue is having a big effect on, on wild salmon. And uh, we really don't know how much of an effect it's having to the fish that are returning to the river. Are they just dying out on us? You know, the rivers last uh, last fall were quite warm, quite low, temperatures well into the 70s. Okay, yeah. that just, I mean, salmon can't survive in 70-degree water. If they
1: spawned, it was a false spawn, so.
5: Yeah, exactly. So um, there's a lot more issues than just, just returning fish. There's a lot of environmental things going on here that uh, we don't have control of. The one thing we have control of, up is the amount of water that we're diverting out of our systems, and it's it's just too much. We need we need proper water management, particularly during times when baby salmon are migrating back out. Yeah, there
1: the seems house. to be no partnership with all the other organizations and agencies to uh, wash them on down the systems, unless of course there's some big trauma going on. Well, we're going to have to address this later on. We're out of time for this hour. But it is a very important issue. Let's make sure we get into it next week, okay? We'll
3: be
4: on top of it, Seth.
1: Mike Ogney, USAFishing.com, and a member of the Golden State Salmon Association's Board of Directors. Important things going on right now. You need to pay attention. We'll be right back after this quick break. There's a lot more right around the corner in our second hour, because we're going to have a blast. I hope you'll join us. it's not over yet stick around for more fishing hunting
4: and outdoor action in the second hour of the award-winning california sportsman with Zepp hendrickson coming up next
0: Check them out on the web at quailpoint.com. Now, here's owner David Martin. Good
14: morning, sportsmen. Quail Point's bird season is underway. We're planting pheasants, quail, and chucker Wednesday through Sunday from 8 to 3 through March. Come out and do some day shoots or purchase a bird card. Quail Point's a great place to bring the family. If you have young kids not ready to carry a shotgun, have them bring their BB gun and walk the field with you. It's a great way to work on gun safety, and it's way more fun than just walking. Take a break off and on, let them get some shots in, carry some birds in their vest, and get in on the action. If you have any questions, check out quailpoint.com or give us a call at 530-735-6217.
12: If you spend more time telling the one that got away stories instead of showing off giant fish pictures, get to Fisherman's Warehouse and grab some Gamakatsu hooks. Gamakatsu has hundreds of hooks for every technique, and Fisherman's Warehouse has the full selection. Change to the world's sharpest hooks from gamakatsu, improve your fish catching, and end the lost fish stories. Fisherman's Warehouse in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield all carry a full selection of gamakatsu hooks for every fishing
13: application.
12: Stop in today or shop online at fisherman'swarehouse.com.
13: For high thrust power, performance, and portability, pick up the Yamaha T9.9 High Thrust Four Stroke. Its streamlined design is up to 12% lighter than previous high thrust models. Still, it delivers up to twice the thrust of comparable two strokes. It's the perfect kicker and a great choice for sailboats, John boats, or deep Vs. Any small craft that begs maximum muscle in an efficient, lightweight package needs the Yamaha T9.9 High Thrust Four Stroke. Pick one up at Bucks Outport. 2750 47th Ave in Sacramento. Family operated for over 50 years, Bucks carries the full line of Yamaha parts and accessories and has service you can count on. Bucks Outboard, the sportsman's choice. 916-428-3917 or BucksOutboard.com.
10: Hi, Lenny LaPitta here for Bucks Outboard. I'm inviting you to come down and check out our full line of Yamaha Outboards. Great deals going on right now. You can catch us on the web at www.bucksoutboard.com or give me a call at 916 428 3917. I'll be waiting for you.
4: And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson.
1: Hey, welcome back. This second hour is packed with good stuff. We're kicking it off in just a minute with Captain Zach Medina from Virginia Salvador. That's right. They're out there having a great time at the Delta Diamond Classic going on Sturgeon Derby. All catch and release derby taking place today. We'll check in live on the water with him in just a minute. And Steve Carson, our senior tuna, has got some great info for you. There's lots of tuna still down there in the Mexican waters. And they're available to you guys if you still want to get down there and get into the action. Randy Pringle, the fishing instructor, hooks up with us to talk Delta Black Bass live from the garage And I'm sure we can get Mr. Fong to jump in conversation about Delta Black Bass, too. And Travis Morgan from Guns Fishing and Other Stuff's got all kinds of goodies to talk to you about, especially a Valentine's thing coming up and turkey season's right around the corner. Kevin Brock's at a Youth Duck Hunt. We'll be checking in live with him and more on Steelhead updates and Dave Hurley. The editor of Western Outdoor News joins us with more Northern California angling opportunities before we get off the air. Let's go now live to Captain Zach Medinas or captain virginia salvador i'm not sure who we've got and check out what's going on with gate crashers fishing adventures at the big diamond classic sturgeon derby going on right now good morning
9: good morning Seth. how are you
1: you don't sound like zach that's for sure
9: no way man you got the you got
1: the prize today oh lucky me virginia salvador (laughs) is the co-captain out there with gate crashers tell us what's been going on lately with the sturgeon action virginia
9: well, we've been, you know, taking the last couple of days to do some searching and finding some groups to fish. So we're kind of excited today to make some things happen. We've got a great group of people coming out from Cal Fire today. So um, they fished with us previously. They're super excited and brought out their family. So we're really excited to fish today. You know, we came fully loaded and ready for action.
1: When you've been out there looking around and roaming around and looking for marks, what have you been seeing and how are the fish starting to gang up?
9: So, like, we've been searching around and just basically looking for areas with the least amount of grass. Right now there's kind of a lot of grass in the system, so we've been trying to find areas where we can sneak in there and find fish and get out of that grass because everybody knows how annoying that is. Um, but we have seen groups of fish still in the system, so that's kind of encouraging for a day like this.
1: Well, the technique that you guys use is obviously a proven technique. Wasn't it the Diamond Classic years ago? You guys caught, like, 40-something sturgeon in one day?
9: No, it wasn't the uh, this derby per se. It was another derby we had done that was like a Slayers derby where it was like three days in a row and within a 24-hour period, yes, we caught over that, 50 fish that day. A lot, um,
1: of, a lot of sturgeon available out there, folks, but uh, one of the things I pro- profess is I enjoy this catch-and-release derby. I support catch-and-release derbies. How do they determine who the winner is in a catch-and-release like this?
9: it's actually a pretty cool system um it, it leaves it pretty fair game for anyone pretty much to win which i think is really exciting um basically every fish that you catch you have a ticket and then you have a way master come and measure the fish and and take the ticket and the ticket gets put into the hat And at the end of the day when the um, time is done we all go there and they basically just draw tickets out of the hat and give everybody a chance to win
1: that's a great way to go about it everybody's got the same shot at taking a a fish, and everybody's got the same shot of winning the events. It's a, it's a great derby, especially when they keep in mind the catch and release that goes on with all of this. Virginia, what seem seemed to be the best offerings right now with a little bit of brackish water going on, a little off color still go, trickling through everywhere? What do they need? Is it warm enough? Is it cool enough? What do the sturgeon need to really get on the chomp?
9: Um, You know, a lot of people have asked me this question lately about like, oh, what about that muddy water and stuff like that? Yeah, One thing you have to understand about sturgeon, it has nothing to do with the muddy water. It has everything to do with their scent. So pretty much all you really need to be concerned about is whatever your offering is, whatever your top thing you have or whatever is available, make sure it's fresh. Make sure you're putting it out there and not getting it all grassed down. And make sure you're changing and refreshing that bait every 45 minutes to an hour. That is essential for a fish that uses their nose. Just spot where your
1: bait is yeah they strictly use their nose they're not seeing yes. anything down there you look no. at them you think they're blind anyway
2: but, <laughs>
1: but as they move up they use all their senses and they move right up on baits when they see it and if it's something that's foul they might touch it but if you've got a nice fresh bait on there they're going to gobble it down and you're in for quite a little treat <laughs> on the other end Virginia how's it been with the uh, big fish versus small fish or what kind of uh experience are you having you have oversize and undersized as well as some in the slot all the time
9: well lately we've been catching um you know a significant amount under um definitely some overs and a few in the um slot range so we are getting kind of all over i have noticed a lot of the same size of the underlings, so that just shows me that that particular cohort must have had a really good rainy year for them to be growing up um all pretty much the same size but yeah so we're kind of getting a mix
1: And what's going to be your top offering out there today?
9: Um, We usually always kind of mix it up. We always have eel, potentially salmon eggs, really like whatever's available. But I really enjoy eating the eel, too.
1: Well, I hope to goodness you guys have another great day like you did in the past on some of the derbies you fished. And uh, I know you'll have smiling faces on board the boat. And I'm glad you got a bunch of the Cal Fire guys out there because, you know, being first responders out there, they deserve a great trip, too. And I know you guys will give them a quality experience.
9: Absolutely, you know it, Seth.
1: Well, give them all the hookup information they need, Virginia, so they can get out there with the two captains and fish the Gate Crasher Fishing Adventures Sturgeon Derbies. They're just Sturgeon Absolutely. action, period.
9: Absolutely. So just check us out on www.gatecrasherfishing.com and our number is 925 497 7171.
1: Captain Virginia Salvador on Gate Crasher's Fishing. Don't miss an opportunity to get out there and have a great day on the water. It's kind of worth its while because she'll teach you a lot real quick.
9: Absolutely. (laughs) Virginia,
1: thanks for hooking up with us. You have a great day out there. And if you have the opportunity and get into some fish before we get off the air, please give us a call back and give us an update. Absolutely.
9: Thank you, Seb. Have a good time out there, guys.
1: Thanks, Captain. We'll talk to you again real soon. Hey, it's about time for Gun Owners of California, and Kent's not here. What are we going to do? Alan, you want to do this? Uh, Maybe I'll do it. it. Winner number five of the Gun Owners of California. if, If you thought, let's see what he has to say here. Do you think California state legislatures and the governor are going to abide by the strict rulings of the United States Supreme Court regarding the Second Amendment? Yeah, well, I don't know about that. They're already arguing a whole lot of it, but I have a sneaking suspicion when it all comes down to the nitty gritty, the Supreme Court is going to rule over whatever California is trying to do. You know, it all, all has to do with the magazine size, with guns, with restrictions as to what you can have. I'll let them work it all out. We're hunting. That's what we like to do with guns around here. We do a lot of hunting and fishing, whether it be quail, chucker, pheasant, ducks, pigs, whatever the case may be. We're out there hunting all the time. Now, let's give that gun away from Gun Owners of California. They've got 52 weeks, 52 guns in 52 weeks. This is week number five, and I haven't won yet. That's Oh, man, that's Karen Wigaton of Barstow, California. How can somebody in Barstow win a gun? Because they bought a ticket, Sap. So that's how they did it. Congratulations, you just won yourself a Marlin three thirty six Lever Action in thirty thirty. There's your pig gun, Alan. A nice pig gun. The staff at Gun Owners of California will be getting a hold of her, and they'll make all the arrangements. And you can pick up your gun at Shooter's Pro Shop in Roseville or Guns Fishing and other stuff in Vacaville. That's just a short drive from Barstow. Well, there's just a little less than 100 tickets left for this thing. You don't have 52 chances, but you do have, I don't know, 41, 44, 48, whatever subtract seven from or five from it, and you got it. 47 chances left. For $50, you can get a ticket, and you might be the next lucky winner. 2023 is the 48th year Gun Owners of California has been fighting for you. If you're not a member, they invite you to join congratulations to the lucky winner let's take a quick break when we come back the man himself senior tuna our own steve carson the director of penn fishing universities is live with us right after this
12: lawrence is the leader in marine electronics design and manufacturing and their new live series of fish finders are state-of-the-art for today's anglers and light years ahead of the competition From entry-level finders to the most sophisticated Lowrance Electronics on the market, Fisherman's Warehouse mega stores in Manteca, Sacramento, and Fairfield have it all. And their trained sales staff will help you find the exact unit you need. Fisherman's Warehouse and Lowrance Electronics, providing sportsmen with the ultimate high-performance fish-finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lowrance Live and the full line of Lowrance products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location.
7: No one makes a more reliable, powerful, and efficient lineup of outboard motors than Mercury Marine.
13: is pay attention and then go fishing
1: and joining us in the pure fishing pro staff tip of the week is the man himself mr steve carson the director of penn fishing universities good morning tuna good morning Tip. tell us about it what's going on down in your neck of the woods
10: well you know typical winter fishing as far as what's actually being caught um up in uh, california waters uh, a lot of the boats are staying home Uh, A few are kind of sneaking over the border and catching a few rockfish in the Mexican waters where they are not closed. Uh, And way, way down, uh, down literally in the Hurricane Bank area, they're getting some nice tuna. Uh, And that's that's about 900 miles south of San Diego. They're getting some nice tuna and some wahoo, uh, nothing over 300 pounds. But, you know, typical winter fishing, pretty good. But the big news is, Uh, Now, we all know from watching Wicked Tuna and, uh, you know, shows like that, that bluefin tuna is, like, the most desirable fish on Earth. Um, I I mean, they're okay to me. Um, There's other fish I like better, but I love fishing for them. Um, But uh, they are very tightly regulated. Literally, just about every chunk of, of water in the world that has bluefin tuna in it is heavily regulated and has a quota. And the the Eastern Pacific—that's us—south of the of the U.S. Mexico border, on um, the you know they have a quota and they're allowed to start on January first. They're already done. Oh, um, so commercials
1: so they, out of the way and it can be sport fishing time.
10: They, bingo! They they've caught their quota. They went home. They're they're fishing for something else or they're doing something else. Um, Eventually, when, when the fish cross the, uh, the, the U.S. border into California waters, there will be another quota that the, that the commercials can get to, but it's not that big. They're very, the quotas are very tight, and they'll get that quickly, and they'll go home, and it'll be you know, left for the sport fishing. But the news is, is that the Mexican fleet caught the majority of their fish in the area called uh, the Ranger Bank. Um, for those of you that don't know where that is, that's about 200, a little over 200 miles south of San Diego, a little above Seed Rose Island, which means they, in the winter they used to go back to Japan pre-2016. We had to hope they even came back. But now if they make a 100-mile move, which for the, the bluefin tuna population, not that much of a move when they're chasing bait around, all of a sudden they're in range of the day-and-a-half fleet. Um, and that's the main body of the fish. There's actually still fish right now in California waters at the area about 100 miles straight out from Los Angeles they call uh, the Cortez Bank. And some people have been watching, you know, the, the big wave surfing action from out there right now, where they're surfing. They're trying to catch the first 100-foot wave ever surfed. So needless to say, nobody's going out there fishing right now. Um but there are some bluefin tuna even in that area because the boats taking the surfers out are fishing boats. So the captains know what a bluefin tuna boil looks like. So uh, the, the prospects for bluefin tuna are looking pretty doggone rosy. Which means my trip that I just set up last week, three-day trip over Labor Day weekend on the Pacifica out of Seaforth Landing, literally leading on Monday, Labor Day, September 4th coming back september 7th we've still got some spaces on it uh seaforth landing the pacifica let me give you the number it's 619-224-3383 and uh they do have uh you know online booking so you can you don't talk to a human being you can just log in and book the whole thing online if you want to
1: steve i want to make sure we got the name of that seaforth is that it what you said
10: Seaforth Landing, which is the other landing in San Diego, uh, the, you know the main landing, Fisherman's Landing, Point Loma Sport Fishing. That's on San Diego Bay. Seaforth Landing is over on Mission Bay, and uh, probably the most interesting thing about going to Seaforth Landing is there's five times more parking and it's free hey. compared to the main landing. There you have um, it. So that's believe me, when the fish are biting. The, the parking at the main landing can be a challenge, but what, uh what are your tar-
1: what are your target species going to be that trip
10: well, besides bluefin tuna bluefin tuna, and bluefin tuna ah so you're that gonna that? be going
1: you're gonna be targeting bluefin then
10: yeah well see and that's one of the reasons we're leaving at ten a m in the morning on labor day is that gives us time to get out to the area and fish at night uh the bluefin tuna action is definitely Overall, been better in the nighttime than the daytime, especially on the bigger ones. And um, if we if we limit out, we uh, you know we uh, we have a good chance of limiting out um, on a three day trip uh, on bluefin. Then there's ample opportunities to fish for yellowtail. Last year uh, was phenomenal fishing for dorado. And uh, you know you're out there on an offshore bank. There's rockfish, and lingcod down there on the bottom. If you want to fish for them.
15: Well, Steve,
1: I'm sitting here staring at all of this stuff going, all right, the Pacifica in September. What are we going to be fishing for up here in September? Are we going to start seeing any of these kind of fish moving into our neck of the woods that time of the year up here, too?
10: If you mean out of the
1: Bay Area, absolutely. That's Uh, what uh, I'm talking. I'm wondering, is it worthwhile for them to go down there for that trip, or is it better to maybe try to jump on one of the guys up here?
10: Or both? up there, they're, they're, they're... One thing that they've got in the San Diego market is they've got that giant, beautiful bait tank filled with thousands and thousands and thousands of live sardines, which is just a game changer um, in terms of you can chum, you can literally alter the behavior of a school. A school of fish that doesn't want to come (laughs) near the boat, you throw a bunch of live sardines uh, overboard for chum, and suddenly they're very interested in the boat. Fish being fish... Sometimes they want your lures, whether, you, whether you're using knife jigs or poppers or stick baits or whatever. Sometimes they just want that live sardine, and if you don't have them, you're not going to catch them. Um, plus, it's a nice big boat, you know, excellent galley, excellent food. And, um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, since it's over Labor Day, you can take the whole family down to San Diego and send them to the zoo, send them to SeaWorld and say, pick me up on Thursday morning. I'll yeah. be right here.
1: See ya. <laughs>
10: <laughs> See ya. Well, so there's you know there's a lot of advantages there.
1: Well, Steve, let's really lay this trip out for them again. Let's let's book your boat for you right now. Get a lot of people joining you on your Penn fishing university on the Pacifica. Tell them about the boat. Give them the dates and everything all over again, as well as that phone number again, because I think this is important, folks. If you're entry level guy, these short trips are what Steve has been trying to talk me into for years. Go out on a two or three day trip. Go out have some fun. It's not too taxing. It's not. They got a different ocean down there than we have up here. It's probably a whole lot calmer than you'll ever dream about out here off our coast. These are the chances that you have. And when you can go out with an instructor like Steve Carson, where every step of the way he'll be around there giving you advice, helping you tie knots, telling you what you ought to rig up or how you ought to do it, these are the chances that you have to really learn and to become a better angler. Or just go out with a bunch of guys that know what they're doing and having some fun. So, Steve, give him the whole layout again of this upcoming trip.
10: Okay, well, the Pacifica is a, is an 80 foot boat, captained by uh, Andrew Viola, veteran captain. Gosh, I've known him since he was a kid. Well, everybody's a kid to me. Um, I, I've known him for for over 20 years, and um, yeah, he's just a quality, quality guy. And it was it was not one of my trips. So full disclosure, but one of my favorite stories is that about the guy that caught. The 353-pound bluefin tuna on the Pacifica, uh, uh, not last year, but the year before, it was his first saltwater fish that he ever caught.
1: I wonder if he ever caught
10: another one. I, <laughs> I don't know. But, um, yeah, and uh, all, all meals are included. Uh, Mexican permits are going to be extra because it, at that time of year, we may or may not be fishing in Mexico. Um, In fact, there's a very good chance we'll spend all of our time in California, and uh, it's an admonition we have to add down here is that California fishing license may be required because a lot of people only fish in Mexico. They only have a Mexican license, but um, so we we don't really know where we're going to go. We're going to go where the fish are, and again, we're leaving at 10 in the morning so we can get out to the area and be set up and ready to fish at dark because that is when the Bluefin tuna, especially the big ones, pretty much everything over two hundred pounds is caught at night so mm. if you, if you want to fish all night, sleep all day or you know just uh, do the marathon coffee thing and and fish every single minute of every single day you're you're welcome to do all those things um you know I have my my little assortment of prizes and um you know like i say the the bluefin tuna limit the last couple of years has been fairly easy to catch. If you stay up and fish at night, there are always a few people that refuse refuse to fish, uh, you know, anytime after whatever their bedtime is, and they just don't care. Um, They may miss out.
1: Well, maybe Um, they ought to just stay up later. They'll have a much better time, is my guess.
10: Drink drink more coffee, but during the daytime, there's ample opportunities for yellowtail, dorado, bottom fish. Sometimes a school-sized bluefin tuna bite pretty well during the day. Um, you know they, they may only be twenty to forty pounds, but um, there's there's lots of fishing. Usually Labor Day weekend is very very good weather. Again, you never know for sure, and uh, it's just a it's just a fun trip. This is a, a great great trip that we do every year.
1: Well, folks, if you'd like to get on board this Penn Fishing University with Steve Carson, all you got to do is give him a call down there at the Pacifica, at Seaforth is the name of the place six one nine two two four 3383. Tell him you want to get on Steve Carson's trip for the September 4th trip. You'll have a great time. I guarantee it. Tuna, thanks for sharing with us today. Thanks for your info. We will talk to you again real soon, my friend. Thanks, Sip. Thank you, sir. Great seminars at the ISE show. He's always great. I gave him a great time on Saturday and a terrible time just as the 49er game was getting going <laughs> at the ISE show. So, uh, needless to say, he got out of an easy win there. Speaking of easy ones, how many times have I called up guys and said, hey, you're going to be live on the water? And if they're going to be live on the water, I go, yeah, I could use this guy. Well, I talked to a guy yesterday. He's going to be live in the garage today. Well, let's go to Randy Pringle, the fishing instructor, and let's find out what live in the garage is all about. My guess is he's putting line on everything out there this morning. Let's check in.
14: Good morning, Randy. How's your world? It's a flip-flop, guys. It's a flip-flop. I'm uh, taking my spinner baits and – getting them ready for 80-pound test, going for bluefin.
1: Well, somehow I don't think you'll be doing that with the sticks that I've seen in your boat before, though, my friend. <laughs> well, he got me excited. Well, that's the whole idea. You know, if, if you're an entry-level guy, this is the kind of trip you want to go on, short trip. No, oh,
14: I and, and I'll tell you right now, I did book a three-day trip in San Diego prior to Steve uh, mentioning that to me that the, he had a three-day trip. So I did, and I've never been bluefin fishing, and I'm gonna go do it. I told myself there was gonna be a three day trip because I don't know anything more than that. I just I'm I'm a rookie when it comes to that kind of stuff, but I'm willing to learn, and uh, I've got the tackle because the pure fishing line carries all that stuff, so I'm ready to go. But what I'm doing in the garage today is I'm separating my striper stuff and moving in a more of the bass stuff as i went out the other day for bass fishing on the california delta i realized i was missing some equipment and so now i got to pull everything out and you know kent knows this better than anybody when you pull everything out you're going i didn't know i had those things (laughs) been there (laughs) so you're you're just except when you pull when you've had some of your boats you pull all that gear out you're going I don't know how the boat floats.
1: I don't know how I had 11 life jackets in a boat one time, but I did. (laughs) Congratulations, you were safe. Oh, I was, and so was everybody (laughs) on the water near me. Randy, I asked you to join us today to talk about black bass fishing, and I've got uh, one of your contemporaries and a friend of yours here in the studio, Mr. Alan Fawn. Morning, Randy. Yeah, good morning, Alan. How you doing, brother? Good. How's the
2: water down there?
14: You know what? We've got some areas that the water clarity is, solid for the spinnerbait bite and that has been my pickup so, and i'm really a big advocate of the spinnerbait this time of year and a lot of guys i heard the, the one of the tournaments was done very well with spinnerbaits uh-huh. and i i could tell you this that just for a, a real quick tip for you guys out there that when they talk about spinnerbaits if the water is a little bit off you go to a gold or a color blade if the water is a little more uh clearer you can start going to the nickels and silvers because sunlight penetration will help those lights of uh, those baits that have a bright flash show up but if you don't can't get that sun to go through in that water you got to make your own color which is color
2: blades and yeah. i like shark and reds yeah gold's a good good color early in the year how it, far down can you see so I'm looking at anywhere
14: from three to five feet, and five feet when I'm when I'm fishing, I still get that that dark layer down there where you're going. I know it's about five feet, but I still can't see the bottom. Now when you're looking up on the shoreline, what we're uh, we're, we're finding out is I'm able to throw as far back as I can in the tules, mm-hmm. and I'm not getting a lot of the weeds because the weeds were blown out. Due to the high, high waters of the Delta. There's some areas, of course, still has it, the weeds, but a lot of them died because of the high water and very cold. The weeds can't handle that. They're not that style of weeds that in California, those weeds do not grow well in cold, cold water. Yeah, but we needed
2: this flush. You know, it's going to be, the fishing's going to be crazy this year.
14: Epic. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. The flush is going to be outstanding. It's um, this area. You know, you go to places like White Slough where the weeds were from side to side yeah. all the way across. That's changed. You go to places like Sherman Lake, uh, Big Break, where the weeds are just thicker, or Mildred Island, where the weeds. These areas and any of those pockets, the ski schools, the east to west uh areas and the reason why i say east to west is because they don't have a lot of water flow most of our water flow from the stockton area and going down south towards tracy that water flows north to south east to west they don't move as much so therefore the weeds grow further in those areas they get more sunlight they get everything so we're seeing a lot less weeds You'll be able to throw a lot more baits you'll be able to throw square bills spinner baits flip easier we're not having big thick mat oh yeah this well when you get too much for a lot of I know, but
2: when you get too much grass there's too many places those fish could hide so by eliminating it gives you more you know, open water
14: you no know, you're hundred percent right you, you get guys when you start fishing uh, a big amount of weeds I get people looking at a big bat you goes you punch this stuff I go no. Why not? There's no rhyme or reason where the fish is going to be. Yep. That's right. There's no rhyme. So you nope. can go down the bank and not hit the right hole, and you hit 50 in one big stretch, and, there, and then the guy behind you catches a good one. It, because there's no way to actually understand Where'd in that be? one big that weed bed where the fish is positioned. No yep. possible way.
2: Yeah, but it's you know what? It's clearing up. Because I was down there three weeks uh, over at Paradise, and I couldn't see an inch.
14: Yep, nope, you're 100% right. Uh, there's several sloughs right now that if you go back in the backs, they start to clear up. Mm-hmm. And if you go too far in the backs, they get dingy again if they have a farmer's pump where yeah. they're pumping out of their field.
1: You know, we're all talking about how great all the water is going to be and everything is going to be great. Everything starts to flourish when we get great water situations like this. What's this going to do to the hyacinth, the hydrilla, all of that stuff out there? Is it going to be worse this year than in the past two?
2: I think it's going to clear it out, and I think we'll see less, I'm hoping. I hope so. Um, you know, I'm sure the state's going to go in there and still spray. So it'll they'll be able to spray and control it more, I think, with this high water. and. Always, you know, I was born and raised here, and every t- we used to have high water all the time, and it just flushed the system, and we haven't had it for a while. So this, I can't wait till spring. It's going to be unbelievable. The striper run's going to be everything. unbelievable. I don't care what you go after. There's going to be, be
1: eight-inch males <laughs> racing up the river to spawn this year. It's going to be crazy. Yep.
14: When you start seeing in certain areas right now, is the cherry blossoms and the almonds starting to bloom, which they are, and you go, it's Mother Nature it's time. time.
1: You sound and like Claude wind- Davis. <laughs> you sound exactly. just like Claude Davis in the old days. He pulled me aside and he told me, you know, son, if you want to catch fish at Berryessa, you just got to wait for the blooms to start coming out on the trees and the bugs to start hitting the windshield. Then you want son. to fish crappie over at Berryessa.
9: Every that's a, kind of That's fish, the right? kind
1: of message that guy always passed on to me. The other message was catching crappies like using a a sundial. And I'm going, what the hell is this man talking wouldn't tell me any more than that. So we're sitting on the docks, and he's fishing. He's catching the fish every 10, 15 seconds, and I'm working for a couple of minutes before I get a crappie. And I said, how come you're catching them and I'm not? And he goes, because it's like a sundial, son. It's the sundial. And I'm going, sundial, sundial.
14: You're not holding your tongue right. You know what it
1: was? It was where the sun was compared to the cover of the docks that we were sitting under and where the shade was underwater (laughs) at 30 feet deep. He was fishing the shade at 30 feet deep, and I'm fishing bright sunlight. Those things aren't even interested in coming out there sundial if you got shade opportunities for crappie seize them and you will catch more fish all right that's my <laughs> bass no segment doubt. for the day now <laughs> that's you two a great one you two guys wrap up this bass thing where are you going to start first and what are you going to be tossing originally to get into the action
11: alan what are you going to so, be tossing
2: you know what I, in the past when the water was like this you know where you're fishing along the levee and you could see over the farmer's land I was starting to go up on top of the island, especially over by white, and put the boat in two feet, and I'd be flipping black jigs.
1: Black. Yep. You want that contrast out there right now. Yep. Randy, what about you? Uh, you know what? I'm on the exact same
14: uh, uh, format. I'm just going to adjust it a little bit. I want, I want to keep that bait in the strike zone. So you're going to see me up on top of that exact same area. I'm going to have two major baits in my hand, number one, I'm going to have me a Magnum Willow spinnerbait, and I'm going to use it a three eighths because the three eighths keeps me in the strike zone longer. And a Magnum Willow leaf is not a willow leaf; it looks like um, an Indiana blade. It's big, and I'm going to keep it in the strike zone. The other bait will be a ten inch black and blue or a dark, dark. Uh, they call it a red shad in a power bait, keeping that scent out there. And I'm going to keep. I'm going to flip that with a light weight. And this will allow me to get a lot of vibration, just like the jig. And it'll lay flat on, that, uh, on those uh, sandbanks because they've been blown out. Those are the two baits that I'm going to be working on.
1: Have either of you guys heard of a product <laughs> called Deep Dive? Nope. I didn't think so. <laughs> I stumbled across this yesterday. I sent Kent a note. Have you heard about this? This is a water clarity chart of lakes. Current times. So you can take a look at a lake, just like on your locator, and it will show you what the water clarity is at the end of the coves, part way up. You can see the Mm. currents. You can see the movement. I don't know how many lakes they're doing it on. They were talking about big lakes all over the United States. I don't know if they've got back here and started hitting some of the West Coast stuff or not. But I think this deep dive is going to be very informative for anglers out there, especially bass and scuppers. It's an app that you can download right on your Apple phone or any phone. Mm. Download it in here, and it's called Deep Dive, and it tells you everything. Shows you in color what color the water is in those areas. Huh. Dang. It's a great tool. I think more and more guys are going to be using it. It becomes more popular. Mm. One other quick thing. I saw a lure, bass lure. It looks like a brown. Oh, my dog's left these behind in the front yard. And it's you kind of open it up, and it's got salt and stuff in it. Depot or Peepo or something like that. Are you guys familiar with any of those? No, but everything's you know, got salt. Uh, <laughs>
14: if it doesn't come in a brown bag, I'm not going to throw. I'm not throwing anything. That comes in a brown bag. I'm
1: yeah. Gonna well, I was going to say I can sell you guys a lot of this. I got a Brittany that's really active at making some of these lures. It's some interesting stuff that's tossed out there this time of year. He's going to be tossing. We call that Kitty Roca. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. baby Ruth bars, baby. Yeah, yeah. Oh look! Oh, nah, don't even go there with this. Don't even go there with the swimming pool relation. We don't need that one right now. Well, you folks, know, it,
14: it, everybody's going to have a great time. Springtime. This is the time yep. of the year to buy stuff. Fisherman's Warehouse has your stuff. Go talk to Alan. He'll be there. I, I guess one or two days. I don't know what his schedule is anymore. <laughs> but hey, right now, guys, this is the time to. You're going to look at it going. Yeah, money's tight. But you can fish close. You don't have to make long runs now. Just make fishing close. Most of our yep. lakes are starting to turn on, and I think it's going to be great for everybody. Randy, give them, a, give them all the
1: info they need to get on board with the fishing instructor and have a great day on the water. can always
14: give me a call at area code 209-543-6260, and we can get on those fish. And or you can get on the, my website, thefishinginstructor.com, and we can go fishing all about what those fish want to bite and uh, alan i'll be talking to you soon see if i can get a, a date on your calendar yeah you need Since to get the in
15: part, there
14: my uh my thing leaked i'm looking at it right now they still haven't painted the outside edge
1: sounds that's- like a personal problem to me <laughs> yeah. randy pringle the fishing instructor you can reach him at 209-499-3341 thanks randy talk to if you soon Call that number i'll shoot you there you go there you go yeah. that's my cell number well ah. give him another number <laughs> Five four three six two six zero. There you have it, folks. Ring either one up, middle ring, and he'll be po'd <laughs> at me, not you. We'll be right back after this quick break, and it's time for Maryland to do get a clue. Right after this,
0: get a clue. you can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a Clue.
9: Hi, this is Marilyn, with reminders and hints to make your fishing experience a good one. First, fish with a partner. Try not to go out there alone. Always let someone know where you're going and give an approximate time of return. Always carry a change of clothing in the event you fall into the water or just plain get wet. Plus, if it gets cold out there, you can always put on more clothes. Also, it's a good idea to stash rain gear on board. This really helps if you get really cold. And keep your cell phone safely somewhere, not on your person, unless it's in a shirt or jacket pocket, zipped, closed. Do not let that phone go unattended. Be particularly cautious at this time of year and always wear your life jacket. Get a clue, take care of yourself, stay safe and well. Till next week.
0: You've driven past it for the last time. Now discover California's Sportsman store that has it all at the right price. Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville.
12: Whether trolling for your favorite game fish or searching the depths for your next trophy catch, Daiwa has the perfect reel. See the entire lineup from Daiwa at all Fisherman's Warehouse mega stores He's in Sacramento, that, yeah. Antica, and
0: Fairfield. Don't miss a single show. California Sportsman with Seth Hendrickson is now broadcasting live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. And all shows are archived there, too. So now you can listen to live or archived shows on the internet or download them to your iPod or NPT Replayer player for listening whenever and wherever you want listen to us live on the internet anywhere in the world with our new high definition digital sound california sportsman saturday mornings from six to eight now there's no reason to miss a single show Ready to shop at a well-stocked hunting, fishing, and outdoor store? Guns, fishing, and
7: other stuff in Vacaville has everything you need for the great outdoors. Hunting and fishing gear, guns and ammo, and plenty of camo for you hunters. They're loaded with fishing gear and all the accessories and outdoor apparel for the entire family. And now, here's the guy that hears it all over the counter with General Manager Travis Morgan.
1: Good morning, Mr. Morgan.
7: Good morning, gentlemen. How
15: are you doing?
1: Uh, I'm doing outstanding. I'd like to thank you for that beautiful Valentine's card you sent me. Oh, Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, Valentine's Day for shooters. It was, I could tell it was directed strictly at me. You got, an, you did this last year where couples can come out, tell them about the deal you got all special day.
11: That's right. On Valentine's Day, we have our annual Valentine's shoot, and what you do is come down the store, sign up. You get uh, an ra- uh, hour range time, which you're able to reserve your time for this this event. You get a pistol rental, two boxes of ammo, targets. Uh, hearing protection, eye protection, all that, a bottle of sparkling cider, and a $50 gift card to Outback Restaurant, all for 150 bucks. You come down and get that. you got the whole day planned. you got a nice date with your sweet girl. You can have a ball.
1: Well, it's a great little prize, a great little different kind of thing to do. And based on the number of women I see in your shooting range, there's going to be quite a few people participating in this.
11: Yeah, I hope so. You know, it's a good deal that a lot of guys like it. We did, it, like I said, we've done this about six years now, and they seem to like it because they you know, come in, they get the range yourself because your reserve lane is yours, and they're not. Nobody's gonna be pushing you to get out or anything, and you got that time slot. If you want to shoot at six o'clock, we're gonna let you shoot at six. We may even stay open just a little late to satisfy everybody come in and shoot at the time they're going to
1: shoot well it's also cool you get a 50 dollars outback gift card so you can really make a great dinner and a whole day experience with your
0: favorite yeah, Valentine. Right. yeah
11: you get a whole date you know and you take your little girl out every and you could have some sparkling cider there and we'll take some pictures if you want and have a great deal
1: well i'm sure you, there's a lot of you folks that would like to come down there and do that and uh, Uh, I just thought of about 10 one-liners that I'm not going to be able to use here. It's a great range package. Come on out. Two people, one lane, having the whole experience. A bottle of sparkling cider. Thank God it's not champagne. You got a handgun rental, two boxes of ammo, 9 millimeter to go with it, targets, eye protection, all of that, and a $50 Outback card for only $150 for the two of you to go out there and have a great time. Travis, it's almost turkey season. Have you got turkey loads in that store?
11: I got a few. You better <laughs> we have just more. Something the other day, uh, not a whole bunch, but we do have some. And yes, turkey season's coming up, and we're going to have uh, a seminar in both stores. Matter of fact, we're going to have one down in Dublin on I think it's the third, and uh, the following week it's going to be in Vacaville. And a guy by the name of I can't say his last name, but he's Josh. He's a guide out of the Bay Area. Does a fantastic job. He hunts. He comes to the store all the time. He puts on a dinner down in the Bay Area for uh, the Bay Area Sportsman's Association, a great guy. He's going to come in and talk. He's also got a gentleman coming out of Tracy, I believe it is, that makes turkey calls, and they're going to have those out for display and for sale as well.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, I've attended several turkey seminars from Anderson all the way down to San Mateo and, and every place in between. It is a great sport. It is a wild experience. There's no question about it, especially if you do it right and you have everything right. There's so many things to do correctly to have a successful turkey hunt, even though it's just as easy to park in a parking lot, slam your door, hear them gobble, and shoot one on the edge of your parking lot.
11: It's uh, only- we, just, we take it one step easier. Just run over them in the driveway.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> try to get them out of there for some reason. That's for certain.
11: Yeah, the- yeah, we're going to have those, though. And we're going to have uh, some special turkey shot and also turkey decoy calls. All that will be on special coming up here in the next week or so for turkey season. And go out and get them. And like I said he'll teach you the do's and don'ts of turkey hunting.
1: There's no shortage of turkeys in the Vacaville area.
11: No, there's no shortage of turkeys here. The problem with the shortage is getting people to give you permission to hunt
1: them. Yeah, well, I know a little ranch out there near Pleasant Valley where a friend of mine lives.
11: Oh, no, no, you and, do, huh? And I'll, yeah,
1: do be- go? <laughs> I'll bet he's got some turkeys on his property because every time I drive around that area, coming back from Barry Esser taking a back road, there's about a 100 of them walking around in herds
11: out there. Yeah, I know a guy over on Cantaloupe Road's got a crapload of them, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's a lot of guys that have them. They're very popular. They're taking over a lot of areas. And, folks, it's uh, it's an interesting experience to do it right, to get in the blind, to get out there before light, to get set up, to hear them starting to talk from the trees and dropping down. And if you play your cards right, you'll convince them to come to you instead of them doing it the other way around. What else you got for them, Trav?
11: Well, uh, next Friday we actually have a uh – bass seminar going on here in Vacaville. The one in uh, Dublin last night got canceled. Actually, it's next Thursday. Um, the one last night got canceled. The gentleman came down sick.
15: <laughs> well, let's, so, make,
11: let's make
1: sure we got all the dates for next week, and we can tell them all the upcoming events and everything, and who the seminars are, and get it out that way to them.
11: Yeah, we're going to have a bunch of them. We're getting back in the modes and we're going to be running seminars once a month out of the store, out of each store, and we're going to go all the way, and I'm looking forward. We're going to get back in and get our duck deals going again, We're back to life again.
1: And that's the best part about it. Travis Morgan with Guns, Fishing, and other stuff. Thanks for hooking up with us today, my friend.
11: Thanks a lot, you guys. Have a great weekend. I'll see you at the store. You got it.
7: Guns, Fishing, and other stuff. You'll find everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores in Vacaville at 197 Butcher Road and in Dublin at 6705 Amador Plaza. Don't miss the deals at Guns, Fishing, and other stuff. And be sure to check them out on the web at GunsFishing.com.
4: And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Kendrickson.
1: Hey, we're back, and uh, one of the things that everybody saw if they attended the International Sportsman's Exposition was the ZZ Brock booth, the biggest, reddest booth you've ever seen. Kevin Brock and his uh, band of renowns have come out with an entire line of fishing products, and today... He's running around live in a blind, taking a whole bunch of youth out having a great day on a youth duck hunt. Let's check in live in the blind with Kevin Brock from fishkevinbrock.com. Good morning, Kevin. Hey, good morning, Seth. How are you, buddy? You sound nice and warm where you are, all bundled up, too. Man, we're laying down amongst about two or
8: 3,000 snow goose decoys waiting for some birds to come in.
1: Are they we starting got, to move? Are they moving
8: yet? A few, few move. We got the one group to kind of come in. They were a little wide on us and we just jumped them all up, and so hopefully they're going to come back to us. So everybody's sitting good. We've got, I think, eight or nine youth out here, four or five adults, uh, you know, grandparents and parents all excited about this, so we're hoping some more come in.
1: Well, it's something you do all the time out there, is make sure some of these youngsters get involved in the outdoors and uh, taking them out for these golden opportunities they have to hunt on their own. Yeah, it's an awesome
8: thing. It's a great, great thing. I'm so glad that Fish and Wildlife does it now for our youth, and And we do the best we can do to get them out. You know, whether we shoot a a 100 or we don't shoot any, we got out and did it. We set up decoys, and we're watching them fly. It's a great morning, and more are going to come in pretty soon.
1: Oh, you can bet on that. There's no shortage of geese in our neck of the woods. Kevin, I called you up to talk about steelhead fishing a couple of days ago. Kind of give me a real quick update on what's going on with our major steelhead rivers.
8: Well, I'll tell you what. What's happening now is all the reports that I'm getting from all my buddies all the way up and down the coast, Trinity River's fishing pretty good. A lot of fish from three to six pounds. A lot of guys fly fishing. A lot of guys fishing night crawlers. Seems to be kind of the best thing. The fly guys have been doing real well. You know, you keep bumping on up. You know, the uh, Klamath River's coming into shape. You know, it's kind of more of a powerboat thing. The upper Klamath by Hornbrook, some of the guys were fishing over there. A lot of fish from three to five pounds. A couple reports of guys getting six to eight fish a day, which is pretty good. You know, our big steelhead on the Smith, You know, it's been tough over there for those guys. But let's move forward to next week. This week, today, tomorrow, we're going to get rain. The water's going to come up. It's what steelheaders dream of. Water's going to come up, and then, boom, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's going to drop into shape all the way up until next weekend. So let's watch for that to really pick up a little bit. It's been tough, but some guys are still getting a few big, chrome, bright steelhead. Steelheaders know that it's not a, a numbers game. It's a quality game when you get up there. And you always have that chance of getting that fish, you know, that twenty pound plus chrome bright steelhead. No other where, no other place in the state you can get them. But other than the Smith, the Checo, the eel have all been kicking out fish. Uh, the eels in California, obviously. The Checos in Oregon, right on the border. Go up even a little higher up I five. The Umpqua has been kicking out fish. The South Fork should fish good all hey, let's, week. Hey, let's let's go back to um, the eel for a, the rain.
1: let's go back to the eel for a second here. One yeah. of the rivers that I fished a lot, that river changes colors, and everybody waits for Eel River Green. You can't be green yet, can it? Well, no, but up in the South Fork, it
8: was. It was fishable, and so the South Fork comes into the main stem. Excellent. And it dropped in. It was actually good color. Reports of one, two, three hooks, three hooks a day of all last week. But after this next rain, you know, we're here in the late January, beginning of February time. Some big fish and some more runs are going to push in. So this next week, the beginning of next week, is a great time if you can get away and get up the coast.
1: Well, there you have it, folks, an opportunity to get up and get into the steelhead. Kevin, the drought has certainly had a huge impact on the populations. Wouldn't you agree?
8: Oh, for sure. You know, when we have water, we have fish. You know, and it's a three-year cycle. It's, uh, you know, and it it works out. So when we have water, we have fish. So this year and, you know, next year and, you know, the following years we get a little bit more water, it'll get better. But it definitely has an effect, but it, but you can still get them. We have, still have good days even on low-water days.
1: Well, Kevin, the uh, action for steelhead isn't something that's talked about a whole lot lately. I think our population obviously needs to be revitalized with a couple of years of good rain, a lot of fry coming into the system and getting these numbers back up to where they need to be. But the nice thing about steelhead is they spawn and return to the ocean, And then they turn around and come back and breed and spawn all over again. So it's not like they're dying out on us. They just keep coming as long as they've got the water to do so.
8: You bet. You bet. The predators and water height and all that comes into play and hatchery management all comes into play. But bottom line, the steelheaders have now changed their kind of way of thinking because a lot of people are releasing these fish. You know, it's not about, oh, hey, let's go up and Catch and kill a bunch of them. Hey, if you get a hatchery fish, hey, that's fine to whack one and eat them. But, you know, it's so far and few in between now. We're getting lots of big wild fish. We're taking a picture of those and we're letting those fish go. And that's helping. The only reason why we even have any steelhead right now is because of the sportsmen and what they're doing for the systems and being aware.
1: Well, we're also thankful for guys like you that are heavily involved in the outdoors and the sports. You've taken out these youth kids for a great hunt out there today. Following up with this, I know you do it all the time, and to get good, solid, accurate information from a steelhead fisherman that is well-respected in this state, it's great to have. Kevin, give them all the hookup information they need. If they want to find out more, or maybe even check out your full line of products, where do they go to find out more?
8: Well, hey, I'll tell you what. They can go to fishkevinbrock.com at any time. They can give the office a call if they want to book a trip, 800 Nine nine five 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 four three. They can get a hold of anybody there. They'll get back to them. They'll set them all up, you know. And uh, you had Travis on right before you there at guns, fishing, and other stuff. Tell you what, a great guy. I got to meet him the other day. We're gonna have some of our product uh, showing up in his store too. Some of our specialty stuff that you can't get anywhere else. So I'm pretty excited about
1: that. Now there's one of the places you can start seeing all the ZZ Brock products, folks. Stop in, check it all out. He's got a full spectrum for everything from crappie, bluegill, trout, stripers, black bass, right on up to king salmon and everything in between. Kevin, thanks for hooking up with us. And more importantly, thanks for taking the kids out for a great hunt today. Whether they shoot them or not, it's going to be a great experience, and you made it happen.
8: Hey, we're out here, and there's lots of people that help out. We thank everyone. We thank you guys for what you do in the industry, and everybody else who has juniors out to you out today. Hats off to you. We got birds coming in. Here we go.
1: All right. Have at it, Mr. Brock. Shoot for it. They're going to do it, I'm certain. No doubt about that. Real quick, Dave Hurley, I'm going to get to you in one second. Let's go to Zach Medinas and get a quick update on what's going on at the Diamond Classic Derby today. What's happening, Zach? Hey, Seth. Good
5: morning. We just got our lines in the water, and I talked to our uh, derby organizer, and they said they've already
3: got one that's reported. So uh, that's that's all we got so far for the first hours. We've already got one boat drew first blood, and uh, we're, <laughs> we're hoping to be the
1: next. Well, I'm sure there'll be many more. Good luck to you and Virginia and your clients on board today. I hope you have a great day. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. Zach Medina's Gay Crasher Fishing Adventures. Now let's go to Mr. Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News, and find out if he's got some other Northern California angling opportunities that you might want to be paying attention to. Good
15: morning, Dave. Good morning, Seb. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Dave. Quick. Hey, that derby in Pittsburgh. One other thing, uh, in addition to the catch and release, there's a huge uh, kids component there. And there's uh, 50, they have 50 signups fishing off the Pittsburgh. Uh, fishing pier, and 30 of them from the Pittsburgh Boys and Girls Club. So that's one of the things they do. They promote the catch and release, but also every one of those youth is either going to go home with some special prize or a goodie bag.
1: They're doing it right. uh, That's called recruitment, I
15: believe. They're doing it right. You know, the other thing that uh, you've talked about all this morning, Kevin, we can never underestimate how important water is. I mean, and it's, it's no better example than what happened at Clear Lake this last week. That is just incredible. We were worried about that lake. And then all of a sudden, those fish were just laying in the weeds, waiting for the right conditions. And I think that's happening pretty much all over the state. And like you've said before, it, uh, like Alan was mentioned earlier, it's going to be incredible. You know, as far as a couple of places to troll that aren't planted, uh, New Maloney's has been fantastic uh, for trout up to uh, two pounds. You know, and the good part is everything is on the surface. You know, you're going to have some bright. The visibility is still pretty stained there. So you're going to have to have some, some, something like a J7 fire tiger uh, or, or some type of green or chartreuse spinner that's going to happen. Uh, dip it with a night crawler. Those fish have been biting. You know, just go and find the clear water and right, you're right on the surface, top 10 feet, and uh, the action has been really good. Maloney's has a lot of debris, so you got to be really careful in there. You know, We're talking 20-foot logs floating around. Don Pedro is another good option for trollers. So uh, same type of thing. Right on the surface, find the clear water. You talked about Comanche. Comanche just keeps planting. They planted 1,800 pounds in the main lake. For shore guys, go to the South Pond. They planted another 900 pounds there. So things are looking good.
1: I'm still waiting to see a picture of those blues. Have you seen one yet?
15: Oh, yeah, I do, Seth. I forgot to send you one this week. That's Amador. They planted again this week, and that lake is clearing up. And the guys from the bank... Uh, Yeah, those things are unbelievable.
1: You know, guys are wondering what the hell I'm talking about right now that haven't heard our past discussions. You've heard about the lightning trout there, bright orange, yellowish, gold. Well, they got a blue one now, too. So get on up
15: and catch one and send me a picture. I'll send you a picture now. Uh, I I just forgot this week. Uh, But, yeah, there's a couple pictures of the blues, and they get actually fairly good. They've got those ammo golds, they call them, over ten pounds now. Well, I'm sure
1: that they'll be getting those others too. Dave, I got a bail. You know the way it works: seven fifty, eight fifty. These guys That's cut my great. legs off from me. Talk I, to you later. We appreciate Thank you. you, Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News. Make sure you get a subscription just by going to westernoutdoornews.com, dot com, and you can sign up. Get it all set up, and they've got a digital one that just comes right to your computer, too. I want to thank all of you for listening today and just putting up with us. I hope Kent Brown's better, and I want to thank Alan Fong for coming in helping us out. Make sure you check out Alan Fong Outdoors and become a subscriber. Till next week, this is Sepp. Tight
0: lines, everybody.